Welcome to the Food Guides Podcast, a place where sufferers of heartburn, acid reflux, and more can learn from a community of dietitians and nutrition experts. Hello, Jason, and welcome everyone to the Food Guides Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about diarrhea in children. Recently on foodguides.com, one of our expert contributors wrote an article on diarrhea in children, management and treatment. And today we are going to highlight some key points from that article. If you are a parent, I'm sure you've dealt with diarrhea in your child at least once in your parenting role. Globally, diarrheal diseases are a serious public health concern, accounting for nearly 2,200 deaths per day in children under the age of five. The majority of these deaths are related to poor sanitation, unsafe water conditions, and inadequate hygiene. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the rotavirus accounts for 40% of all diarrhea-related hospitalizations in children under the age of five. In the United States, statistics show that the incidence of chronic diarrhea is less than 0.2 episodes per child per year. But children in social settings, such as daycares and schools, may be at a higher risk of contracting diarrhea. Let's define diarrhea. First, it's important to know your child's bowel movements at baseline. A change in consistency and frequency can be one way to gauge diarrhea. Another helpful tool is the Bristol stool chart. Type six and type seven stools are classified as diarrhea, which are also considered a mushy or liquid consistency. Chronic diarrhea is diarrhea that lasts longer than four weeks. You may be asking, what can generally cause my child to have diarrhea? Well, here are some reasons. Lactose intolerance, bacterial or viral infections, irritable bowel syndrome, post-infectious irritable bowel syndrome, parasites, inflammatory bowel disease, antibiotic use, certain medication use, fat malabsorption, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or celiac disease. Now, what are tips that you can use to help treat and manage your child's diarrhea? As long as the diarrhea is not associated with vomiting and your child does not appear to be dehydrated, your child likely does not need a change in diet or added electrolytes. If your child has diarrhea paired with vomiting, it may be a good idea to focus on fluids with electrolytes while vomiting. Once the vomiting has stopped, you may slowly return your child to a regular diet. It may be helpful to start first with a bland diet to help with the tolerance of foods. Now, what are the signs that your child may be dehydrated? urinating less than normal. For example, no wet diapers for three hours or more. A dry mouth. No tears when crying. Sunken eyes or cheeks. Dark colored urine and complaining of thirst are all signs of dehydration. How do you know if you're giving your child enough fluid while they are having diarrhea? Well, if your child is experiencing diarrhea without vomiting and can keep liquids down, the following is recommended for babies. 
two to four ounces of an oral rehydration solution after every large bowel movement. And for children greater than one year old, four to eight ounces of an oral rehydration solution after every large bowel movement. What is an oral rehydration solution? Oral rehydration solution is designed to replace water and electrolytes during diarrhea. They are used to prevent dehydration, rehydrate, and maintain hydration status. You can make your own at home if you choose not to rely on pre-made drinks like Pedialyte or Gatorade. The European Society for Pediatric Gastroenterology, Hepatology, and Nutrition has recommendations for the composition of oral rehydration solutions, which include a carbohydrate or glucose, plus sodium, plus potassium. As a side note, many people think that magnesium should also be included. Here are some examples of ingredients for a homemade oral rehydration solution from Dartmouth Health. Number one, one cup of unsweetened orange juice without pulp, plus four and a half cups of water, plus eight teaspoons of sugar, plus three quarter teaspoons of salt. Number two, a half a cup of grape juice, plus three and a half cups of water, plus half a teaspoon of salt. And number three, one cup of apple juice, plus three cups of water, plus half a teaspoon of salt. Now this is not medical advice, and as always, listen to your parental gut. Advocate for your child's needs and reach out to your medical provider if you have any additional questions. Our team of health and nutrition experts at foodguides.com are here to support our community of GERD, acid reflux, IBS sufferers, and those following the low FODMAP lifestyle. Keep up to date with foodguides.com on our social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at foodguideshelp. And head over to foodguides.com to join our weekly newsletter for more bite-sized information straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening to the Food Guides podcast. Please take some time to visit us at foodguides.com where you'll find articles and information along with food and product recommendations from our growing community of dietitians and nutrition experts.